Hello and welcome to The Life Pod, hosted by Michael Panay and Karim Dow, brought to you by MK Enterprises, a community based on discussing life topics and driving continual personal development and growth. Send through any topics you want covered and be sure to follow and tag us on all social media at MK Enterprises. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to episode two, everyone. Uh, we'd like to warmly welcome Leah Alhalabi from LJT Digital and who has recently also acquired Cozy Cribs. Welcome, Leo. Thanks, boys. Leo. Thanks for having me on. Thank I'm excited. You. Thank you for coming on today as our special guest. Um, we've got some really hot stuff that we want to talk to you about as well um, and touch on last week on the whole subject of failure. Sub- yeah, failure. Yeah. So firstly- a topic, a topic I know very, very <laughs> well. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's why we brought you on. Yeah. Like Leo's going to be the perfect guy for this. Bring the guy on who knows about failure. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's done it before. So quickly, just want to say a big thank you to everyone who's, who listened to the first episode and has shown so much yeah. support to us on Instagram and, you know, just tagging us and through listening to the first episode. We really, really just want to say a big thank you. Um, we really, really like- we don't understand how much we appreciate it. Um, yeah, do you want to add anything? Chris? That's pretty much it. But yeah, so this today's episode is really going to be about obviously touching on failure a little bit with Leo and also about business startups, which Leo is also very, very um, knowledgeable on. He's actually written a book called The First Step. If you haven't read it and you're looking at starting a business, anything just business related, like all the ins and outs, all the nitty gritties, it's your literally you could read that and start a business the next day. So that's what we're pretty much going to get stuck into. So I think that's the what's one of that's one of the the topics today is 100%. starting a business. Yeah, and the struggles through it, especially you know through these times as well. Yeah, what it takes like mentally and, and and what gets you on that track. Yeah. So, I think we should start off. Leo, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and your story? Um. Yeah. Sure. So I guess a, a quick sum summary of of my story would be. Um boy from the area <laughs> from you guys the have mentioned before so from Dandy, grew, 3175 grew up from dandenong 3175 that's right went to lindau um and i grew up um in a really tough financial household incredible parents um who showed nothing but love and dedication to me and i was the eldest child and i grew up with like a, a uh, an insane motivation to like reveal, re- relieve them of the pain that they were experiencing financially. Yep. Um, and so when I came of age, so as soon as I finished high school and I was going into university, um, that was probably the one at the peak of where I started becoming really aware of, of how bad things were uh, for, for us. And, um, and so I started to really take on yep. a lot of the pain that my parents were previously like shielding me from, mm-hmm. even though I was aware for, for a and long it's time. It's funny that you bring that up because like, like we were watching back all the videos and it's like when you're a child, you don't really realize like, as you said, like mom, dad, buy me this, buy me this. Yeah. And then the whole like two $5 notes thing, your dad's like, this is what I have. Correct. Yeah. And then you sort of go, fuck. You don't, you don't know. Yeah, as you a kid, realize. like I said, like from a place of innocence, you have yeah. no idea how the world works. And exactly. Yeah. You're, you're obliv- like, you don't know the severity. Yeah. I think, yeah. You- I was around like, you know, um, family members who, you know, we're doing, we're doing better than my family was and, you know, cousins and stuff like that. And I'd see the, the new toys and the new, you know, the latest consoles and and everything. And, you know, as as a young kid, you don't really know what's going on. You kind of know that you can't get this stuff. And then it's like, dad, why can't I have that? Yeah, exactly. Without knowing. And when I pushed dad a little bit too, too, too far, there was, it was when we had just came back from Syria and essentially it was like the Syria trip for us is really what put our um made made things really difficult financially because my family sold everything to go overseas and we came back mm. when i was 10 we came back when i was around 11 and a half a, a year and a half later um to nothing and it was you know it's extremely difficult like there's there's a lot of aspects of it that you know i haven't even revealed or brought to the surface but it was very hard and yeah that's when my dad pulled me down because i was pushing him i wanted this i can't remember what i wanted and he's just like leo like you're, you're old enough now to know i think it was like 13 or something and he goes he takes out two five dollar notes like this is all i have right now mm. just so you know like and then from that day forward i never asked for anything and yeah. my my focus turned into not what could I get, but how, how can I solve this? It was just a big, big motivation for me. Mm. So then, you know, after 17, I went through a journey of, 
you know, starting with how do I make money online? You know, the innocent Google searches. Yep. I started an eBay business um, where I bought, you know, $700 worth of iPhone cases. I was working. So oh, literally all I had was like 750 bucks. Yep. I, so I, when, I about was it, when was this? This is when I was like, um, just, after, just after high school, I would say. Okay. So. Um, 2012. And that, that, that alone right there is like. Yeah, you just straight up, like you don't get that a lot. Like straight up, straight out yeah. of high school, yeah. and that motivation to. Okay, you know? so this is an important thing to mention here is that um, Tony Robbins says people take action and are motivated to succeed either out of desperation or inspiration. Yeah, I did it out of desperation. Over the years, uh, people would say to me like. You know, I've been thinking about this an idea for 10 years and I haven't taken action. Why is it that you thought about this and straight away you just started this business and you started this and it yep. failed and this and this and this? It's because I was doing it out of desperation. Yeah. I had no other option. Yeah. Eldest child, I wanted to solve this for my family. We're going through the pain. I needed to find a solution. And it was like, I, I was just going to stop like at nothing. you were the only it. option at the I moment. I was the only option. I wanted to really figure this out. Yep. And um, and you did. And <laughs> we eventually, eventually did. But yeah. it was a very long. Mum, if you're watching this, we've made it. Yeah, <laughs> it, we, we, we did. And, and it was, but it was a very, it's been a, a very long and an extremely difficult and, um, you know, difficult road. You know, the years from 18 to 20, 22 eventually comprised of starting multiple business ventures, which failed, which we can, we can touch on. Um, launching my tutoring agency, which ended up succeeding, leaving university to run that business full time. Um, not working for periods of 12 months at it, like not, not having a, a job on the side to sustain myself financially. Yeah, which would have been extremely stressful. Stressful because my business was not making money. Like, you know, you have to go through a process where your business is like breaking even. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, my business is not making, giving me money and I'm not working and I've got no financial support or backing. And so the only way I could go was negative. Yeah. And so that's where I ended up, in thirty thousand dollars in debt, and but I literally would have. Sorry to cut you off. No, three, right. three. I had three credit cards, all at around twenty percent interest, and I had one personal loan at around eighteen and a half percent interest. Shit. Wow! And this was at a time where, when you wanted to get a loan at the bank, you would just apply online, submit some pay slips, yeah. and <laughs> they would deposit money in your account. They've become a lot more difficult. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so I don't know. You gotta how, show like serviceability. Or I have no idea out. how I got approved <laughs> for the, for the for the cards that I did, but I. I did like this was at the time where they were just giving loans out um, $30,000 uh, later. So then, then things began to turn around. Um, and I've always said like, I, I picture life when it comes to business and being an artist or an entrepreneur or even a creator in general is like, um, is an exponential graph. Like there's a, there's a turning point. Um, you know, you've got a graph and people think that success is like this. No, as no time, as, way. As time goes it's on, never linear. you yeah. become, yeah, it's not linear. As, as time goes on, your success increases. But what happens is it's like this, and right? Boom. And then, and then there's yeah. a turning point and then it shoots up. And, and I remember you saying that in one of the, I think it was 2017. You said that you're like, I'm, in, I'm X amount of money in debt and, I'm literally not even like I haven't been able to pay myself yet. Like I'm just that, working that, yeah, for no. We like, saw that in that video too. And that's a video. So yeah. another thing was, I always knew I was going to succeed. There's never a shadow of a doubt, and I think that was largely due to my dad. You know when, and this is important. You know, for anyone anyone who's got kids or or is raising kids, looking forward to having kids, what you say to them, even if they look look think that. Even if it seems that they're not listening, they're listening. I'm a big believer in that as well. My my dad. Kids are like sponges. They're sponges, and and I'll, I'd be on playing video games, but I have memories where I remember playing video games. My dad's driving me to karate tournaments. I have these memories. I'm sitting there playing video games, not really interested in what he's saying, but I remember what he said, and he would always go, "You're going to be successful." You're going to be a boss. People are going to be wanting to meet you one day. You're going to this. You're that. He would like instill this confidence in yeah. me. So when I turned eighteen, like I'm a fucking boss. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna succeed. Yeah. And and I didn't know why I thought that, but I had confidence. And that's why, even in my lowest points, I would do videos. I'd yeah. put a video, I'd be crying, and I'd be like, This is my situation. One day this I'm, is good. You're like, like well, you're gonna look back at this and just like almost laugh. I've like, done fuck. I've done videos where I'm like when you guys watch me in the future, in five years time, and you see that I'm uh, I've succeeded. Don't think that it uh, don't don't say I was lucky. Yes, I, I've got a stash of 
four five years worth of videos proving that this has been the most difficult process ever and something i was reflecting on on the drive here is that when i say that i suffered i now know the extent of my suffering because ever since i solved a lot of these problems like there's something that i used to have that is no longer there anymore yeah, you almost I, feel like the pain sort of lifted off exactly you. yeah but now that it's gone i can feel just it's like the perspective of how like I, how di- became, how deep the knife went because it, it, it was normal to me i became yeah. it became normal to be that stressed and yeah. then as soon as i relieve that pain now i'm like wow man i that was fucked up. Suffered. that was messed up like <laughs> this was like waking up and you know i i brought my i brought my i was so desperate you know and this is in the lowest point i brought my my bed downstairs to my study room where I remember I, that right in the I office my study room and I'm sleep, like I'm, take I'm, out naps I'm, un, I'm, a, I'm not gonna sleep anymore I'm gonna I'm gonna have one hour naps <laughs> I'm gonna work 23 hours and I literally did that I almost I, I almost I felt like I was dying yeah like my eyes started spazzing you know people would be like what on earth is wrong with you, you look like you're dying and I'm like I, I need to spend every just a hour. man on a fucking mission and yeah I know. that's a big thing like people just don't I don't, I don't encourage that by the way yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's don't try this at home I don't think it's sustainable at all I mean if you're watching yeah. don't try this at home no, no. Hard work is important, not, but not, not sustainable. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's, it's just you won't go long. But it sh- just shows the the extent of my desperation. Like, I was just like, I I, I knew I was I was going to figure it out because I said I established this principle very early on, and that was I'm willing to do whatever it takes for as long as it takes. And I've yep. said that in one of my videos before. Yep. Whatever it takes, so I'm willing to go to any length. And I'm willing to do it for as long as it takes. Yeah. I'm patient. Yeah. I'm willing to like stick it out and, and go just, the patient mm, route. Because like if you if you're not patient, then then what? Yeah, you don't get to the outcome, and it's like what you just waste all that time for no reason. So it's actually it's really interesting to touch <coughs> on one of the factors for you being desperation, and even throughout the period of you know you were saying that you you had you were like you weren't paying yourself and you you owed money, that just goes back to the whole desperation thing. And I, one thing I think we'd like to touch on is like because obviously people are in different situations in life and they're at different, like, you know, some, someone might not necessarily have that, that push or that urge to the level of what you did. So it's like, there's, you know, there's, there's multiple other factors in life. And I think the important thing is trying to figure out what's going to push you. And what's your drive? What's your drive? So I think drive is the key to getting on the level like you're at and to, and to keep going forward. Um, I think for me too, it is des- desperation. Um, yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's a I lot think of what he was trying things. to say is like, like you came from a point of like, okay, I've got to do this out of desperation because my parents are in this position. I don't want to be in this position. I don't want them in this position. He's saying not like, let's say, let's say an average family, you know, not doing it super tough, but it's like, what, how do you help them find their drive? So, yeah. So how would you, what would you recommend to people who are not necessarily yeah. were on the same, you know, boat as you, but yeah, you know. Okay. So, it's interesting because I can relate to that because now that I've solved a lot of the problems, I went through a phase where I almost felt like I had lost my, I lost my, my, that desperate feeling or that, that, that motivation or um, it wasn't necessarily motivation, but it was like, okay, well, you know, I'm no longer like driven by desperation. Now it's, now I have to move to, to inspiration. And one thing I would encourage is if anyone hasn't is listening to this and they haven't, began experiencing or, or or educating themselves in the world of like personal development and personal growth, none of what we're saying is really going to make a lot of sense. It's mm. just going to be words unless you go and you educate, you say, uh, educate yourself. A lot of the way I live my life comes from certain main individuals whose content that I've consumed religiously during the period between say 17 and 19 years old. And I, and I still do today. Now I just have like different people I look to. Jim Rohn is a person who has, he's passed away now, but he was essentially, he was Tony Robbins's uh, mentor and his videos are the foundations in my opinion that people need to watch you. There's a, there's a video, there's a two hour seminar he has on YouTube. That video is the foundation. It will shift your mindset from understanding that it is possible for you to make more money, to grow, to be more, if you can increase your own personal value or the 100%. value that you bring to the marketplace or your workplace. 
Then you move on to Tony Robbins, who takes that and expands on it even further. And then from Tony Robbins, you move on to people in specific parts. So if you want to learn about money, you can you know read someone like Robert Kiyosaki. And if you want to look, work, work, look, learn about productivity, you can read someone like Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek. But you need to go on this path to then understand the foundations of this. So ultimately, to answer the question, what do you do if you're in that situation where you're not driven Start by learning. inspiration? You have to go down that path and then essentially through that you will discover, you'll do certain exercises and you'll discover your why. That's yeah. so true. And it's funny that you bring that up because we've said it in like the first episode and all the other like previous snippets that like personal development, growth, education, learning is a never ending thing. Never, yeah. I kind think, of just like, for example, oh, like you learn about e-commerce, oh cool, now I just run a business and that's it. It's like, no, there's always no, new ways, there's always no. new strategies, like it's a never ending process. I, I, I'm thankful because I've, I, like I feel since like throughout my whole upbringing, I've been, I've had some sort of drive and then like, cause there was this whole time and period of my life where it was, it was weight for me. So I, you know, I put on a lot of weight in high school, I'd broken a leg and, and that got me into a mood. And then when I took that action to make myself happy through like, you know, working out and stuff like that, it causes a chain reaction and you find that I, I'm happy in this now. Now, what else can I do to, you know, be happy? And then I found out the whole, you know, financial literacy thing. I started listening to Robert Kiyosaki as well because he was, his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like opened my eyes. It was, I listened to it and was like, whoa, I want that. Mm -hmm. And how do I go about that? Mm. So, yeah, so touching, it's, it's all about personal development and finding that why mm. you want that. Because there was, there was instances and times in my life where, I'm, I'm observing people that are that are 60, 70 years old that they're working their nine to five. There's like they they've got no other option because they can't retire because they don't have that the funds or anything like that. They can't travel. All these different elements that I I sat there and I observed. And I was like, whoa, I I don't want that. Mm. I want to be able to at the age of 50, 60, I want to be able at the age of 30 and 40 to tell my kids, yeah, we can afford to go on this holiday. Mm. You know, we can do this. So what you've done is you've established clarity. Yeah. Now, Tony Robbins, he had someone at his seminar stand up and Tony Robbins said, what do you want from life? And he goes, I want to make more money. He's like, okay, here's a dollar. Now sit down. And the lesson of that is be you be you very want. specific yeah. what it is that you want because more money is just one more dollar. And I agree. And that's vision boards and stuff. That's correct. So when I went through my, like I said, I don't want to, I could sit here and be like, do A, B, C, and D, but I would rather go, go and explore these people because through them, you'll discover your purpose. Through Tony Robbins, okay, established clarity. I sat down and I wrote my journey until 25 and that's where I set the countdown. That's what got the ball rolling. I said, by 25 years old, I'm going to have this, this, this is what I want to do. This is the life I want to live. I put an M4 up on my vision board. 30 grand in debt, worst, lowest time of my life. And I had it up on my vision board. And then I saw, and I saw that um, dream come true. And I said to myself, I want to have a business. I want to, I used to sit there and visualize, like I'm going to walk in to a big office space. I'm going to see a team working around me. I'm not going to be needed to work. Like, see, when you establish clarity with what kind of life that you want to live, like the end goal, Mm. then you start to reverse, make, engineer. reverse yeah. engineer and you start making really good decisions. So, I was always a really good public speaker because when I was young and I was I would do karate, my sensei, my instructor would like have me at a young age run classes. So to me, speaking in front of a crowd wasn't a scary thing. I never understood why people got scared. Yeah. So I was a real confident public speaker. And so seeing Tony Robbins, I'm like, I want to be a motivational <laughs> speaker, right? Then I realized because after I established my clarity, the life of a motivational speaker is not what I want to live because a motivational speaker has to travel around but I always, uh, my dream life is having a family and being centered and grounded somewhere where I don't have to like leave my family yep. to travel, right? Mm. So that I'm like, oh, well, motivational speaking is Fuck not that my- that shit, that, I'm yeah, out. <laughs> that's not my dream. I need to have a business and this business has to um, not only make me a certain amount of money, I have to be in a position where it doesn't need me. I have to have time flexibility. I have to have location flexibility. So a business where I don't have to be there mm -hmm. for it to run. Why don't you think I started a cafe or a restaurant yep. or a gym or, or, or anything else? I started a business in the online space on for that, that reason. Is that 
partially one of the reasons why you sort of moved away from the tutoring agency? No, the, so the, the 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 tutoring agency was a success story that essentially that it ended up in a failure story essentially, but it ended up in a success story because I ended up selling the domain for a okay. nice, for a nice chunk of money. So it wasn't anything crazy, but for for for, for just to sell a domain, yeah. um, Tutors Australia. Uh, wasn't even the business. Like this was after a year we stopped uh, operations essentially. So it ended up like um, yeah. paying off. But the reason I stopped the tutoring agency is because um, number one, I didn't really see it being that that scalable. Number two, um, the issue with the tutoring agency for me was that for four months in the year, we wouldn't make a lot of money. Up the um, exams and everyone get busy Correct, again. yeah. And then also the tutoring industry had big players start to enter the market. So when I started, it's a, it's a standard story. When I started, I would do Google ads. I'd get a lead at five every $5 I spent. It would be like fire, man. Like it was mm. so cheap to advertise, so cheap to, to have, like it was so easy to get students. And then as years go went on, it became insanely competitive. I remember this one year just became so ridiculously competitive and mm. I didn't have the cash or the capital. And then I just started to lose like motivation and like being like, okay, I sat there and I calculated what I would need to do to get this business to a million dollars. And it was like, I had to have two or 3000 tutors and have a thousand hours or something a week. Like it was this crazy number. And I'm like, I can't not see viable. this. Yeah, it's not viable for me. And then through that, through the experience of the tutoring agency, but you got to understand, you know, I, I'm a, a deep believer that God closes certain doors on you to force you to look to open new ones. And That's me as well. There's there's nothing that you do, right, in the, in the world of business that is not going to eventually pay off if your focus is correct. The tutoring agency for me, I learned how to do websites. I learned how to do SEO. I learned how to do Google ads. I learned how to do Facebook ads. I understood the world of digital marketing. I understood, you know, design and, and the list of how to build systems and processes. So then it was, how easy was it for me to go and start a digital agency right after that? See, that you know? right there is the like the pinnacle of what we are discussing last week is that so – you took a failure, you took and, a failure and readjusted like I fucked up. How can I use this to yep. better myself moving on? My digital agency in a year did what I wanted my tutoring agency to do and couldn't do in three to, in three years. Fucking hell. Yeah. In 12 months, I had paid off my debt. I'd bought my dream car. I had three or four employees and I was well like, done, you know what I mean? Like yeah, in, in a 12 amazing. month period. Well but again, was it because... I started a business and, you know, it was the right, no, no, it was, it was just that it like, that wasn't a year success. That was four years. It's yep. just that I had to go through three years of eating shit with my tutoring. <laughs> and then, and then eventually to, to start this and then yep. grow it properly. I think a big thing with failure, which I want you to uh, expand on a little bit is that people have a very bad relationship with failure and they see it as a bad thing. And I think a lot of people fail because they get comfortable. So, like for example, let's just say you, you let's say you started a digital marketing agency. Let's say you get one employee, maybe two. You're like, oh, you're not making good money, and you sort of just get comfortable. You end up just working at that rate, and then shit goes down the drain. Instead of, like you said, building on that momentum and getting better and better and better, they just get comfortable. I feel like that's why a lot of people fail. So, what's your thought? Do you think? Do you think failure is inevitable? F failure is to. Um Failure is to like, okay, if I was to want to bake, bake a cake and I do it without flour, that's like trying to be successful without failure. <sighs> oh, shit. That, that's a really good. That's, that's a, very it's, good. It's like a, an, it's the main ingredient. It is the fundamental ingredient. Case closed. <laughs> like Done. There is. It, we're, we're finished. I will wrap it up now. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> by, by saying I want to avoid failure, I'm scared of failure, you're, you're also. Um, you're, you're, you're missing out on the main ingredient. It is crucial because when things are going well, you're not doing a lot of learning. You're only going to learn from when you fail. That's so true. That's, that's, that's a reality. And also, you know, sometimes there, there was this one time I was at a, I was at a seminar and um, this, uh, this girl that I knew was like, I can't remember what I said. I said to her, she was saying, I'm scared of failure. And I'm like, I don't think you're scared of failure. I think you're actually scared of succeeding. Because success is actually scary. That That is so true as well. I was about keep, to ask you about that. You got to keep that in mind. People I, aren't scared of failure. They're scared of what succeeding may mean as well. One one uh, podcast I was watching recently was one that was Dan Bilzerian. Yeah? yeah. He's got all the money in the world, but is he happy? That was the question. Yeah. 
And when you get to that point of when you do make the money and you do reach your goals, it's so confronting because you're like, you take a step back. It's like, what now? Like, what do I do now? Mm. And then I think the important thing is just to continually develop yourself and your goals. Look, to put it very, very simply, right? To put it very simply, this whole idea of like being comfortable and, you know, working when you've made the money, it all comes down to what your intention was right at the beginning, okay? Mm. If I didn't make money from business, I will still show up and work because it's literally what I love to do. Yeah. Which means that what my what I'm driven by is just growth. It, it's not attached to a money number, whether that's 5 million or it's 30 million, I'm 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 driven by growth. Yep. When I get to 5 million, I'm then going to be wanting to get to 10, exactly. not because I need an extra 5, but just because you I want to grow. I want to grow. Yeah, exactly. It's like well, let's 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 try and experiment and see what we're capable of. So for me, I think it's very important to establish reasons outside of money, reason, reasons outside of, um, because, you know, especially some people who have come from tough financial backgrounds, they overestimate how much money they need yeah. to solve their problems. Yeah. Like you think you need a million dollars, but you could solve it with 200 grand, yep. right? Like 200 grand a year would, would change everything. Mm -hmm. And um, they think they need to, you know, have 10 million in the bank and they can do whatever it is that they want in the mm -hmm. world. But it's just not the case. That's yeah. just not, that's just not how it works. And I'm, I'm definitely not one to say, oh, don't, money doesn't buy happiness. Money doesn't buy happiness directly. What it does is it reduces stress which in turn increases uh, the chances of you being happy. So money's incredibly important. And I would always encourage for someone to aim to sort themselves out financially. But if you focus on your, if you focus on the purpose or you focus on just doing what it is that you love, um, you're never going to be, I don't, I don't wake up motivated. Yep. There is no such thing as motivation in my world. I just show up. Because this is my, my team needs me. I've got this a team. Do. I've got a team. I've got an office. I've got I've got clients. I've got I want to grow. I'm, I've got competitors. I'm I'm you know I've got more financial goals. There's things I want to buy. There are things I want to I want I still want to do for my family. I, like I'm I'm still not where I want to be, yeah, exactly. and I'll never be where I want to be. It's a never ending chasing that that carrot like yeah. that's dangling. Like, yeah. but I'm doing so, and I'm trying to. I always try to remind myself that, you know. I, I had 30 grand in debt and now if I've got money in the bank and I'm, and I'm, and I'm sorted and I've sorted out everything, it doesn't, I'm still going to have issues in life. Yep. Like Tony Robbins again, like I'm always going to refer back to him just to show people like I could easily say these things and not refer to him and it would be, it'd be like Leo knows this stuff. I'm just going to show you the importance of doing personal development. Tony Robbins, um, when, oh, sorry, I just uh, slipped my mind. What, what was the point? What was it, the line I just said before I said Tony Robbins? I was talking about uh, the carrot chasing the carrot, chasing the carrot. Um, More goals, team success. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying how like if I've got if I'm I'm chasing the carrot, I'm always I'm always going to be chasing for water. It's it's gone now. I'll, I'll I'll return back to it before. But my essential idea here is that focus on your purpose, right? And you'll never have to seek motivation again, and you won't go through this thing called comfort because the only way you're going to get comfortable is if your money, your goal was money the whole time yep right that's when you're like oh, i've got everything now what yep for me it was never a money money goal it's always purpose i think that's an important thing like you can't i mean it's each to their own but i think it's important not to have it as just money because like we said when you get to that when, like you just said when you get to that stage it's now what yeah you know Michael and I both agree that, like you said, money doesn't give you happiness, but associated with the stress thing that money is a vessel for freedom, which allows you- It's to a tool. Happy. Yeah, it's a tool. It's a tool in life that 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 needs to be And used. with the whole like failure thing, again, again, you, we actually put up quite recently in one of your reels, it's like, it's the mindset you have with failure. So if you just go, I'm going to be poor forever, or like, why am I broke? You're not going to make any money. If you mm. say, okay, I have no money, how can I make more money? You will find ways yep. to make more money. There's no doubt about it money or the ability for an individual to make money is an indication of the type of value they can bring the world. Mm. That is why women are attracted to men with money. There are a small percentage of women 
who are attracted purely to the materialistic side of money. So they don't care if this guy got his money from drugs or he got this money from his parents. They're just attracted purely to the money. But large percentage of females who are attracted to men with money, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because what they're saying is, I'm attracted to the type of person that you are because the type of person that you are is obviously attracting money, which means you're a man of value. Mm. That's the conversation. Very interesting. It's very interesting. It's a very good point. And that that to me is what highlighted it. Jim Rohn, again, I could have said it. (laughs) Jim Rohn said, don't try to make a dollars, make a million dollars for the money. Make the, make the million dollars for the, for the person that you have to become in the process, right? right? So if you're like, okay, well, the goal is to make money. Why should money be a goal? Well, because it's very tangible. You know, I can I can say it's a million. I know if I've got there. If I say oh, my goal is to be happy, how can you measure happiness? Like, yeah, it's, it's not like you can, 100%. it's not gonna wake up and it's like, I can, <laughs> I can measure it. Like I'm filled up to here with happiness. It's, you know, money's a tangible goal. Okay, now I wanna make money. The person I have to become to, to, to make money, like if, if a girl was to take a look at a guy and he himself has been able to make a lot of money, either he's risen in his organization or he's a business owner, he's making millions, there is no, no nothing wrong with her being attracted to him because the, the, the for him to have been able to make money, let's say he's done it fairly and hasn't ripped anyone off, he has to be a man of value. He has to be disciplined. He has to have made really good decisions for a consistent amount of time. Mm. He's probably went through failures and overcome them. So he's got some grit. He's got good relationships because you cannot make money in this world unless you've got good networks and good people around you. Yeah, if you don't have good mm-hmm. people skills and you're a piece of shit to everyone, it's not going to work out for you. And 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 that these types of values, the values of a leader, the values of um, of value, like the, the that a, a woman may take a look at a man, that stuff there is what you you makes guys or people go, oh, she's just a gold digger, yep. man. If she likes a guy who's been able to make money. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that because it's 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 you know I'm, I'm saying aside from the percentage of you know females who are just literally there for the Gucci bags and <laughs> and, and, then and then she breaks up with him goes to court takes yeah. his money and, goes home <laughs> and then does it again that's <laughs> a small percentage uh, that's a small percentage I'm just saying like largely no 100 why, why why is it that and and it kind of ties back to my point there which is you know um, the reason. When you aim to make money, it's it's not just be for the money and what it can do, or having it in the bank. It's yes to solve stress, but also the person you're going to become in the process. Yeah. It takes a very special type of person, special type of discipline, mindset, per- perseverance, persistence, personal growth, development, self awareness. The list goes on and on and on for that individual to make money, especially when they've come from nothing. Yep. If they've come from nothing and started from ground zero, like you, you, these people here are definitely in their own category altogether. But I also give an enormous amount of respect to people who've come from money and have done it themselves too. Yeah, which I, I know yeah. because that's even that's hard too. That's very difficult because so you got more res- you, more respect. You guys, like, fuck, you could have you could have had this easy way, but you went out and fucking uh, dug they, deep. They, like they, if anyone- for the rest of their life, they're never gonna have res- they, they they're gonna have to. D- understand that like for me no one can say anything to me about how Absol- i got it lucky absolutely right? but my family in syria may because they're like you in australia <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. on trees yeah, yeah. it's not necessarily but it's just like they're That's right how they think. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah but they're right though like how can we compare the opportunities yeah. i have here in melbourne versus war-torn syria yes, yeah. they're 100%. right right 100%. so same thing like but over here i'll get respect like okay you really did come from nothing you've got the documentation of videos to prove you did and now you are where you are i'll give you respect but anyone who's come from a bit of money they could have built and become a multi-millionaire they, they could have been the type of person could have been successful with nothing. If there's going to always be that element that, you know, the ignorant will be like, oh yeah, it's because his parent is because of that. So I give those people a lot of respect too, because it's easy to just be comfortable. Yeah. And that's my rant over. I like, I honestly, <laughs> that's my rant over. I honestly have like more respect for people like yourself than honestly, like Kylie Jenner, because she had the money, the resources there straight away. And I look at someone like she's done well, she's done exceptionally well and she's grown heaps. But I honestly, me as a person, have more respect for someone like yourself who's done it from the bottom. Like from that, from that, like if no, if no, if 
people listening don't know Leo's story. Like he literally was driving a car around and had to sticky tape his roof up so it could stay put while yeah. he was driving. I had like my lights. That yeah, his lights those, hanging down. They'd be hanging down. And yeah. um, you were saying that you had to do it every morning. Every morning, yeah. yeah. So I, I get in my car. As soon as I close the door, boom. <laughs> and now you've got your dream car, yeah, which you've had in your head for obviously a very long time. And it's obviously more more of a like a monument to you rather than a, a materialistic thing. Yeah. Um, you said that it was your interview as like a milestone. So what does that milestone represent to you? Was it a monetary milestone? Was it like it was just something that's been in my head since like I was a kid? Like what was that milestone for you? For me, what my car represents is the beginning of a new life. That's what it represented to me. Fuck yes. You know, that's, that's so important. That's that's pretty much what it represented to me. So um it was me finally going, I am now no longer the person I was and I'm now moving into the person I've always wanted to be. That's, it was like that, that was the turning point there like for me. Fire yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's not even about the car. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it, it, M4 isn't a Ferrari. It's not a Lambo. But to me, it's like, you know, I had, I had, uh, you know, I sold my Ford for a thousand dollars and I was getting haggled on it. Like <laughs> that, it was, it, the car was, that's what I was driving around. And that's when I already had businesses. I had a social profile. So my, when I was in my Ford, the reason why the, the M4 is so important to me is because of all the, you know, uncomfortable experiences I had in my, in my, in my Ford. So for example, um, you know, I would, I would, uh, I would show up to to, to events, yep. for example, or I would show up to meetings, or I would show up to events. You're dressed in like a suit, and, it's and like- I'm dressing in a suit, and people are going, "Oh, this guy's has got a business," and then. I would like try to park very far away, but for some reason, someone else decided to park. <laughs> and, or, or, or for example, like I, I remember this one time I went to um, Mint and Co and I was with, with my, with my cousins and we were with some, um, th- th- we were with these girls, but they were just friends, but um, it was, there was nothing like cheeky going on. Um, and Leo's not a fuck boy. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. That's another story. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a good boy now for sure. Um, so, when we were talking about, so I, I was there and then um, the girls were like, um, you know, we had finished and we had just like, didn't really know them that well, three of them. And we had just been talking about like my business and I'd written a book and the girls were like, oh, wow, like that's amazing, <laughs> right? And then, you know, Mint and Co has the alleyway. So yep. the girl, we were like, all right, we're going to go, hey, girls getting home. Like, oh, we're catching an Uber. And I had a massive conflict in my mind because I would never let anyone yeah, yeah. like to, to catch an Uber, especially if I'm capable to take them. At the same time, I'm, I'm so like, like, I'm like, do not want to come <laughs> with my car. I was like, so insecure. And I mean, you could take a look and say the in- in- insecurity itself was an issue, but it, it, it just was that I'm self-aware. That was, that was 100%. my, that was my kryptonite. And um, I didn't say anything. And then, you know, five minutes went by. I just couldn't do it. Like my principal overcame yep. my, my insecurities. And I said, no, 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 girls, I'll, I'll take you home. And I'm just like, grab I'm the sticky the tape from the back seat. <laughs> Bro, I went and got my, I went and got my car Yeah, and they were all waiting outside. I pull up to Minton Co where the, where the alleyway was. It's, it's like a red carpet as well. If nobody knows. Man, it's it is like the a, red a carpet. Foyer. Literally, like, like that's where all the nice cars go and they, you know, they accelerate and they're, they're <laughs> yeah. like, it's, it's where you go to look cool, right? But I'm sitting there and for like five minutes, no one's noticed I'm there because I don't think they were expecting me to show oh. up in this car. And then, um, and I didn't want to beep because, <laughs> because people and, Fuck. you know, Minticoe, people can literally sit and they can yeah. see. Yeah, it's like, yep. So then, um, and then they notice and they're like, oh, is this your car? And then that was, that was so nice about it. These girls are beautiful, really yeah. nice girls and stuff. But, I just had such a gut-wrenching feeling and everything. And then literally, man, like I think, I can't remember what happened. They got in the car and my my cousin got in the car and he grabbed, he was closing the door and he's a big bugger of a guy and he rips the handle out. Oh. And then I, had a, I, had another, I had another time where um, the, 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 I was, again, there was these girls uh, the, the, and then they opened the car and then, the car had broken and I've like been, my car's falling apart <laughs> and, and, and all this is happening. And then all the most embarrassing thing as well with the same girls, right? Same girls at night. They're like, oh, it's hot. Like, can we put out, can you put the windows down, Leo? Oh, fuck. And I'm oh, like, no. you're going to have to do it yourself. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? The windy windows? Oh. Winding down the windows and this girl sitting there, she probably hasn't winded down windows in <laughs> however long. So all these moments would happen and 
I would, I would always get embarrassed and everything. So there was so many moments like this, like showing up to again, events and, you know, catching up with friends and everyone's got really nice. And then I'm showing up in my forwards and, but it wasn't, it's it's because I also had a profile. Like I, I just feel like my, I wasn't matching what people's expectations were. So I kept on going through that and I always was like, you know, one day I'm not going to go through this and I would record videos and it became a big, big deal for me. So when I got my, when I got the car, it represented never ever feeling that way ever again. Yeah. And I haven't felt like that since that day. And every time I get in my car, it's like I've jumped into it from day one. I feel the same feelings when I hear that engine roar, when I see the the red leather seats, when like I've never felt insecure to pick up anyone ever again. Like whatever it may be, if it's an insecurity then and it's an insecurity now, what it represents to me is I had pain and I found a way to solve it. And I, long, and I, wow. I no longer feel that. So, and it's my one thing. Like I'm not big on clothes. I'm not big on travel. I'm not big on like watches or anything like that. It's the car. Like that's my one thing. It's an important I, thing to have. Like yeah. you use it every day. And and also an, another thing was that, you know, a, 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 like a reality is that when I change, when I, when I, bought my car my socials changed everything changed for me like it it, there's just it's just how the world works i put up my car and i I didn't necessarily that wasn't my intention but i want to i just wanted a nice car Mm. but when i put it up everything changed like it just changed people talked differently there was more opportunities that arose i started signing new clients like everything's happened so So for me it was a really good investment as well that we associate materialistic things with a lot of money but People, some people sort of just make that sort that, of association. I feel like it is though. I feel like that's, that's the issue. That's like, the biggest lie yep. ever it is. that a person's car is any indication. I know. One of, um, Bo, if you, you guys feel, feel free to look this guy up. His name is Bo Afi. He's, he's a friend of mine. He owns 17 properties. The guy's like 26 or 27. I'm not sure. Or 28. I don't know. Sorry, Bo, for not knowing you. <laughs> He had a Merc. He's, he sold his car to buy a property. He yeah. doesn't even have a car. You know, like- This guy has 17 properties, doesn't have a car. Whereas, and he's like way, 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 like, yeah. I mean, on, on property wise, he's killing it compared to me. Like he's on another level. And I've seen guys, um, more, there's a ton of examples, you know. Exactly. I've got a lot, of, a lot of friends who don't have nice, nice cars are 10 years ahead of me financially. Yep. Um, and, um, and, and, and I've just learned to now that when I see someone with a Lambo or a Ferrari or a nice it's car or anything, nothing, it doesn't mean anything, yeah. man. And, and and for me, when I have it, I'm not trying to go, I'm rich. I have it. This is my toy. I want it. Yeah, I don't exactly. really care. Like <laughs> it's just, it's, I, want, I want it because of the way it makes me feel personally, right? And that's it. So Another example is like Kendrick Lamar, one of the biggest rappers in history. Mm-hmm. He he drives a Toyota Camry, the new one, <laughs> but still. Yeah. But, but see, the thing is with Kendrick is that he is... He, he doesn't like, it's like him and J, J. Cole too. Like they don't, he's not pe- the materialist. Pe- people type. know that they're yeah. a millionaire. Like Warren Buffett drives up. Yeah. But, but Warren Buffett, people know he's a billionaire. He yeah. doesn't need to, but you know, when you're, when people don't know anything about you and, 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 and the world associates, you know, whether wanting to work with you or not based on, you know, how you present yourself, it's, it's important to, to, you know, mm. show show that you're 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 about what you do. So, you know, a car for some of our, for, you know, for, for people who look at it and want to do business with with my marketing agency could possibly represent. Well, if he's managed to get a nice car, it must His mean he's must be yeah he's he must have kept some people happy. Yeah. Good. There, there there is a, a deep psychology behind that. Yeah, for so sure. So it's it's not to be overlooked. Um, as humans, we've been social. We, we 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 are we are social beings, and we always establish hierarchy based on a number of things. And whether it's right or wrong, it's just how the world works. We 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 take a look at someone if they're overweight. There's something we're going to associate. We're going to go hmm. Not disciplined. Doesn't pay attention to their food. Doesn't pay attention to their health. Could also mean they're not disciplined in other areas. A, B, C, and D. Like it, it's like an, a subconscious thought. Has a nice body. Goes to the gym. Looks after themselves. That's attractive. Motivated. I find that as an attractive quality. Yeah. Ha, look, has a nice car. Is uh, cares about the way he's perceived. Has made money to be able to invest into that car. Okay, cool. Must be. And then it just like it, it, we we measure people and we compare whether we like it or yeah, not. So that's just how, the, thing, how yeah. the world works. Yeah. Uh, just quickly, I want to touch on the whole startup thing and starting yeah. a business. Mm-hmm. Now, a question to you is you went to uh, university, that's correct, yeah? 
but you were studying engineering. Engineering. So my question to you is, how did you absorb all of this knowledge about business and startup and systems and developing? Where did you gain that from? Because there's people out there that are probably in the same boat as you right now that wanted are to at, start something new. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. So, so what wanted to start something new, but they're like, oh my God, you know, it's, just like, it's like a lack of time management skills. And then they go, oh, how am I going to learn all this while I'm at uni? Or yeah, where so do they, I they don't know the actual, from? they don't know the actual, the mechanisms that are involved on starting a business. Mm. So I, I guess my question to you is, how did you, at your very, very starting point, how did you move forward and start the business? I, I think now in 2021, there is no excuse for anyone to like say, I don't know how to do a certain thing because okay. you're a Google and YouTube search away. Mm-hmm. Um, there are literally courses for how to start a lemon stand, mm. lemonade stand. There are courses on how to start a cookie business. Like it, we're at the point right now in the world where anything you're looking at about beginning or a cafe, or whatever, there is someone who's providing it as a consulting service, some YouTube video that's explaining it or someone that's put together a course to teach you how to do it. So that's nowadays. Back in my day, um, like maybe, what was it, around six years ago, six, seven, no, seven, seven eight years ago, it was, a bit, it was a bit different. The way I did it at the time was I bought books on business. I, um, I spoke to my friends who were in business. Don't underestimate that at all um really make sure you speak to to people who, who are ahead of you yeah, yeah speak to it's people ahead of you and ask them questions um and i would just uh, i would use i would use google man like i would there's just no no other way around it but without a doubt the way i've been able to i guess quickly move and and start multiple ventures and eventually find my footing in one and go through my ups and downs and eventually come out on top is because of my willingness to always dive into the deep dive into the deep end and the quote that that made me make that shift between, you know, sitting there and trying to plan and think too much about starting a business is I heard a quote and it was, in order to be good at business, you have to be in business, mm. period. That was yep. the quote, which means that the only way I'm going to get good at this thing is if I'm involved in it. Goku, you do martial arts as well. We used to, yes. go, to, we go to the same gym. I haven't mm. went there in a while. But if someone came and all they did was study how to throw a punch, a combination, and they studied it on a a piece of paper or or a book or they watched YouTubes about videos and they've been doing it for three years versus someone who's never tried to study the mechanics of throwing a punch, but they've been sparring for the last three years and you put them in a ring, who do you think is going to win? The person who's been sparring. It's the same reason why our coach used to make us coach after we'd trained, purely because we've done it, we've thrown the punches, we've landed the kicks, so like if you can do something well, you can coach it well. You can coach it well, but on the other side, the the, the example that I was using is the Taking difference action. the difference between um being in it and trying to learn about it. Yep. So the quickest way to learn about business just is just to do something. Just to do something, get in. When you start sparring at in, 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 in like you're if you're a boxer and you start sparring, you're gonna get bashed. For a very long time. And you learn how to cop a hit. And then eventually you will stop getting hurt and you'll start to hold your own. And then you may eventually surpass the people through training. So same thing with business. You're going to get started. You're probably, not even probably, most likely going to go through massive failures at the beginning. But that's all necessary for your growth. And that's the quickest way to accelerate. So to answer your question very simply, what how do people who are not sure what to do, like but want to get get good at business or learn about it, just dive in and start something. And if you want to learn while you're while you're taking action, read books. There's plenty of books, there's YouTube videos. Audible. There's there's YouTube videos, there's podcasts, there's courses. And as far as time goes, that is to me the biggest f- excuse that I can ever hear from anyone. I agree. There is always, <laughs> always time that you you can allocate. And if you don't believe me, go to your iPhone and go to screen time and take a look at the amount of hours you spend on apps that you can avoid it's and imagine allocating it to business. So that's just the reality of it. A life hack that Leo gave me a while back is like turning off all notifications except for calls and texts. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and, and your bank, and it's only money coming in, only not coming out. Coming <laughs> so we don't care what's coming out. We just no, want to see no, what's no. coming in. We only want to see. We only want good, 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 positive notifications. A crazy point on There's the more whole. Water on the floor, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> There's huh? more water in the brick on the side. Uh-huh. A, cr- okay, a crazy point on the whole phone thing, just quickly, is the fact like like a few weeks ago, Krim and I calculated. Right, we sent all right, the average time people spend on their phones now is ridiculous. It's about four or five hours a day, and we sat down and we calculated the average lifespan in. in Australia, Victoria, and then we worked issues, some of that. Yeah, and we worked it out that people throughout their life spend like ten years, ten years of their time Mm -hmm. on a phone. And when you put that in perspective, ten like a decade of your life on a screen, Mm -hmm. that is like crazy. It's just, and it's really hard now as well because there's TikTok and Reels and stuff. And like I can say, like personally, I know my, I know my relationship with that. And I know like it was bad, but you just, you know, you need to be aware of what you're doing. So I immediately, you know, got, took a step back and yeah. said, all right, this is not working. Cause you know, you know, criminal, we got it to have a look at a venues for business and ideas on how to, you know, do the whole TikTok and the real thing and stuff like that. But it just, it's so crazy how it just can grab your attention like that and just boom, 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 boom. But I guess self-awareness is so important yep. for that, for that stuff, especially. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think, I think that, um, if you've identified, if you've identified that you want to do something and you want extra time, and you've seen that, like you spend a few, a few hours on TikTok and then you've got Instagram and whatever else it is you're wasting time on, um, if you, uh, if you're, the, if you're actually serious about doing what you want to do, you have to delete those apps, and that's actually what I, 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 I do that all the time. Like I, I go through phases. I jumped off Instagram. I wasn't on socials for two months. Yep. A, a I, detox. I, I, <laughs> it wasn't just a detox. I just didn't want any apps on my phone. And mm. I, I wanted to like allocate, I was dedicating my time to other, other, other things. And I deleted. And then through that two months, I actually decided that even with like how disciplined I've tried to work to make myself, if I have those apps in my phone, I'm going to have an issue. So I bought a new phone and I put my Instagram and TikTok on them. It's a, it is a bit of like a first world solution, but <laughs> I did it because um, there's to no me, association between yeah, the two. So, so now I have my, my main phone and, but my other, the, the other phone this, with, that I have is the office phone. So I hit two birds once and I got an office number. I've got an office iPhone. We shoot all that content on it. It has all my Instagram, TikTok, yep. everything on it. So now it's not necessarily correct connected to my phone. So when I'm out and about and I go to my phone, uh, you know, you just automatically go to TikTok or Instagram. Like you don't even think yep, about it. You're like, 100%. wait, what was I supposed to do? That, that doesn't happen to me anymore. And it, significantly reduced my screen time so imagine if you don't have time you just go okay there's a few things number one you can um change your sleep schedule and either reduce your hours if you're 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 sleeping nine hours or eight hours a day relax if you're young and, <laughs> relax and if, if you if you're young and you're young and you're you're trying to you know create some yeah. success in a short period of time, you might have to sacrifice a bit of sleep. Arnold says six hours. Yeah. He says sleep faster. <laughs> sleep faster. <laughs> Regardless of, you know, I understand there's a lot of health benefits. 100%. Now I, 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 I definitely look, look after my sleep, but- We don't take one hour naps and we don't work for 23 yeah. hours. It doesn't work. But, but, you know, get realistic with that. Yeah. Start saying no to people. Yes. Let's catch up. Let's yeah. do this. No. no, 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 no. You start to find a lot of free time. Um, and ultimately cancel all those apps and suddenly you have now added an extra 20 to 25 hours to your week and you can allocate that to learn and start your business. It's so true as well because when I do the same thing, it's crazy how when your mind's not touching it, you start thinking. Like yeah. you start thinking about it. Like your brain everything. Opens and I'm up. sure you can relate. It's like you start thinking like, oh, I can do this for this, this for my business. I can do that for my business. Do you, remember, do you remember when we were young? like really, really young. Oh, so, yeah. And we were bored. We would come up with the most creative ways to keep so ourselves true. entertained. Or you just ride a bike or you just- You just get on, you get out, you do something. You draw you, something. You get you know, tarp, you put it on the grass in summer, you get a hose, you do you do anything. Yeah, like, you just you just go out and I would, you know, I, I would put ants into a bottle I remember and, we and do a genocide. <laughs> like, you know, like I, you, would, you, would, you would just do the most creative things. Now, the thing is our mind is still like that. If you lock everything else if away. If you lock everything away. It's blocked. And you and you, and you you sit there yeah. and you've got nothing to do and you refuse to go on your phone, 
you will now, your mind will find something to keep you entertained and you'll end up doing something that's very productive, very fun, mm -hmm. very, um, and then you're like, well, I didn't actually know I'd enjoy this. Like just going for a walk or um, I don't know, like- Oh, I've got a family. <laughs> spending more time yeah, with your exactly. kids. Like it, you just find yourself more entertained. I just thought of a really like old story that like you're talking about when we were young. Like I remember we used to go to your house when we were young and you used to have this like metal slide in your backyard. Yeah, yeah. And we used to get in autumn, we used to get all the leaves, put them right in front of the slide and just slide down, just yeah. slide into a As kids. bush of leaves. Like Those were the days. Yeah. Now, now kids yeah, are on iPhones. Fresh up. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to quickly ask about um, in terms of the whole social media thing is for example, especially for yourself or like myself, it's like 90% of the time I'm speaking to my client base on usually most of the time it's Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's like, then what? Is it still the same thing? Or is it like just, you know, trying to be more disciplined in terms of like, okay, cool, message the client, whatever, and then get off of it. So like, how do you sort of go about managing oh, that? Do you, do you mean as in, okay, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Look, you got to separate your, you, that's, that's the answer. You have to separate client conversations from your social apps. Yeah. Okay. That is 100% the answer. You shouldn't be speaking to them through Instagram because if you're speaking to them through Instagram, then you're going to go on Instagram and you're going to speak to them and then you're going to get distracted. Um, WhatsApp's really good, I find. You've got, I mean, you've got WhatsApp, you've got, man, ton of, ton, ton of, you got text message. I don't I don't know what your, um, and I'm trying to think about what kind of things you can, you've, you have got Slack as well. Like, yeah. There's um, heaps now out and about. Yeah, de de definitely try, try to um, uh, separate you know, social media from, from like, if you're having regular conversations with clients, like my social media, people will message and be like, Hey, you know, I want to inquire to work with your, you know, I've got an e-commerce brand. I want to inquire to work with your agency. Um, but, and we, and I sit there and have a quick conversation, but then we straight, straight away move it to like an email or whatever, but whatever we can do to get off the apps, we'll do that. Yeah. I think that's really important as well. Yeah. Because you can just get distracted so easily these days. Yeah. So just to summarize the whole starting up a business mm -hmm. thing, your approach would be just to jump straight into it? Straight in, ju jump in. Okay, so a few points. Um, number one, don't uh, understand that failure is literally part of the journey. So jump jump in and be and 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 welcome failure and, and make sure you, you, you learn and you're paying attention to what works and what doesn't. Yep. Leverage Google, YouTube, Udemy, any place where you can get courses, read the books, um, establish a, a personal growth um, mindset, learn from the greats, the greatest teachers like Jim Rohn, you know, uh, Tony Robbins, and etc. Learn from those people, mm -hmm. and just make sure that when you're learning, you're executing as well. You're not just doing a whole bunch of learning, like the example from that person who's just learning about how to throw a punch. You got to you got to get in the ring. It becomes information. Um, sorry. Analysis paralysis. Correct. So yeah. you're learning too much and you're not even taking action because you're just so stuck in the amount of information. That's the thing about like business courses at university. Like well, you're going to sit there and learn about business in three years. If someone's been running a business for three years. They're already much. They, yeah. There's like, so I know how to deal with my employee. If they do this, I have to follow A, B and C or, you know, this is how I sit there and I speak to my client. If they, man, that, that, that's theory. Re the reality is a whole different story. You need to build. Did you have any plans in place, like a business plan or like a or a strategy? Or not, a not, not really. Like I, again, like I, I'm not a big fan of spending too much time in the business plan phase because when when someone writes spends like six months trying to write a business plan and yeah. they're not a seasoned entrepreneur, if they're a seasoned business owner, that's a different story. Because if you're seasoned, this is your fourth or fifth business. You've already been, you know, you and and you're trying to do a business plan for another purpose, like raising capital, you know, raising money, going to the bank, whatever it is, getting, you know, going to, you know, venture capitalists, that's a different story, right? Mm. But if you're just, it's your, one of your first, your first businesses, right? And you're just starting out, you, you don't want to be sitting there and trying to, um, you know, predict what the next six months are going to look like because you've got no idea. So don't spend so much time on your business plan. Write out roughly what it is that you want to try and accomplish and then just get the ball rolling as quick as you can. Yeah. That's my advice. I think that's a really good tip. Writing a business plan and spending time doing that, like here's what's going to happen in 12 months, is literally saying, it's, it's like acting like you actually know what's going to go on in the market <laughs> and then what's going to happen. You know, think quickly things change. My, my digital agency, in the space of two and a half years, we started as a SEO agency. 
we changed we, we we as the agency we started offering website development and design we became very good at website development and design and then COVID happened and we started offering lead generation or we were doing lead generation before and then we became an SEO website and lead generation business then we let go of SEO and then we started websites and lead generation and then we started taking on e-commerce brands and then as of like four months ago we now don't do we just purely e-commerce growth agency and we found our direction and we're moving that happened in like two and a half years that's a perfect example of like adapting and overcoming with the times imagine and exactly, and that's what that's a, that's what happened. Like because of COVID, we had to adapt, and I and I've made decisions. What would have business plan served me? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the biggest SEO agency in the, in Australia. What would it have served? If we me? were reverse engineer what you just said. It's like if you didn't overadapt and overcome, overcome what like the circumstances, you literally would have failed. And that you sort of you sort of saw that coming. You're like, if this doesn't change, I'm gonna fail. But you sort of took that in. And go, okay, what's gonna fuck up, and how can I? Flip that to keep moving forward. I agree with you, Leo. Like, in, but I do think there are there are points in the business plan that are important. But instead of them being in the plan necessarily, they're a part of the process of you starting the business. So, like, you know, I think I personally think it's important to identify like your point of difference compared to your competitors. Like, why are you better? That's in a plan, but does it necessarily have to be in a plan, or do you find that out as you go and as you develop? Mm. Yeah. Again, like, let's say you come up with a point of difference and the market doesn't care about it. That's a, Yeah, that's another so, thing. So, so, so that's when I think of a business plan, I think of like a, a, a 30 page document. That's the way I visualize it. Mm. So if you're talking about like a one pager or you've written some notes, here's my, you know, unique selling points, my USPs, here's what, you know, my goal is, here's my mission statement, here are the services I want to offer, here's what I roughly want to charge. That's okay. Yeah. Of course, you want to have some sort of like foundation. Found it, yeah. But what, when I'm talking about business plans, what I'm visualizing is someone going and like a novel. writing like a, yeah. a 20 to 30 page document about, you know, the market like a cab and how you're going to acquire shit, you know, and then, you know, that that's pretty much what, 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 what I look to back to the point of what you were saying in terms of overcoming and adapting. That to me is the biggest telling point for, you know, the, the, the different levels of um, leaders and entrepreneurs, especially in, in, in this world is we're in a very difficult time right now. It is going to be a time in 20 years. We're going to look back and tell our kids and our kids are going to be like, how'd you get through that? Or yeah. like, how, how was that possible? That's like our story to our grandkids. It's going to be yeah. our story the same way that They're we talking make, about the war and all that sort of correct, stuff. Correct. Correct. And, and, you know, our general, our parents of generations haven't gone through anything like what we're going through right now. This is going to be the biggest. These are going to make documentaries about it for hundreds of hundreds of years 100%. to come about the, the when the world closed and they shut people in their homes and you lost your freedom. So, kids, there was this guy called Dan Andrews <laughs> that nobody liked. Um, <laughs> so, well, see, I don't know if that's true because like There's a lot of people that do. That that's he wouldn't that, that that's the thing. That's that's an important thing that <laughs> the, the, the Melbourne public has taken their votes la, la, largely and, and, and the proof of that is that, you know, th- there aren't a lot of you know, the people who aren't necessarily agreeing with the approach that the, the say Victorian government has taken, um you know them potentially because they're the type of crowd that would have an issue with it. But when you go to the larger majority, just try to walk out without a mask yeah, exactly. and see the looks. That's the people who support. Yep. You know? So it's that's, a, that's me. Yeah, correct. So that's... There's, what there's, are you doing? I'm just yeah. breathing. <laughs> so this world now, it, it, this is going to be the biggest test for, 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 for leadership. And even before this occurred, I would have conversations with like my best friend and who, who later became like my mentor. Um, I don't know if that's on, is it? That's okay. Um, I, had, I had conversations with who, who would later become like, yeah, like I said, like my, my best friend and my mentor. Um, and I'd say to him like, bro, we need to make sure, like I really want to make sure that I want to be the type of man for my family when things hit the fan. I, I, I can literally sit there and go, hey, I got you. Okay. I'll, I'll make, it's, it's going to be okay. Yeah. And, and the only way to be able to do that is by going, I don't care what my circumstances are. Waves could be crushing people. I'm going to try and figure out a way to to ride that. So COVID hits, shops shut down, people losing their businesses, losing money. It's been terrible for a lot of people. But there's some people that are still making a lot of money during this. What's worked? Online. That's where I'm going. That's how, that's my attitude is like, I I just want to make sure I'm not on the side of getting crushed. (laughs) So that, 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 that's, 
that's how I think about it. There's two things on that I wanted to say. So in October 2016, you said, um, if it fails, so be it. And that's fucking crucial. Like, I just wanted to put that out there. Like, that's that's the mindset we, we personally think that everyone should have. It's like, okay, so be it. Look back, reassess, evaluate, move forward. And that's the whole, that's why the podcast is happening. Because initially, Michael and I were meant to be doing public speaking at schools around this sort of stuff, you know, personal development, all that sort of thing. And then COVID hit, we're like, okay, how can we continue with our purpose and deliver this value no matter the circumstances? Everyone's got a phone. Everyone's got Spotify. Let's do a podcast. And then here we are. You're probably going to be better off for it as well. Exactly. 100%. So, yeah, just to summarize the, it's the whole startup of, of the, of the business. And it's, it's a lot about mindset, I guess. That's a very important thing. Um, yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Thank you, Leah, for coming on. You've provided so much value, um, mindset, business startups. Honestly, failure. really appreciate it. You've delivered so much. And um, again, if you're not following him already, it's Leah Alhalbi on Instagram, Cozy Cribs, LGT Digital, And TikTok. if you were starting up a business too, be sure to hit up. Um, Buy his book. I have it. <laughs> no, no, see, you have it, right? And this is probably like the new conversation of NFTs and whatever, but you you have the book. I'm not actually selling them anymore. Oh. Yeah, so buy the online version. No, <laughs> there's no online version. Whoever whoever supported me, and supported when I was like literally nothing. Like I would do lives and would be talking to myself. I'd have no one watching. <laughs> Something like, like you, you and everyone else. Yeah, you guys are gonna have the book because you bought it then. Now sell the it on eBay in like fifteen. The, the years. books discontinued. There is no way to get copies. So search <laughs> up the book on Google and look at the front cover because it's still quite attractive. <laughs> no, there's 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 no there's yeah. There's I'm selling my copy fifteen hundred dollars yeah. if someone wants it. Uh, so yeah, Leo, thank you so much right, again for coming on today. We really really appreciate Anytime. the, the value you've provided. Guys. And thank yeah, you. see you guys on the next episode. See you guys. Take Bye. care. Bye.